Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin again. Yesterday, guys, was um, National Teacher Appreciation Day. Ooh. This is really like the week they celebrate teachers. My wife's a teacher. My, I'm the son of a teacher. My mother also uh, has been an educator throughout her so, life. So my and mom, a guidance counselor, a teacher for there you go. 25 years. All right. Yeah. So all of us have been affected positively in one way or another by a teacher. <laughs> Why are you making and that so face? No, I'm I like, yeah. Thought, oh. well, but, no, but as people are waking like, up yeah, with us up. this morning, getting ready for school to take care of our kids. Can I say, as a, as a parent of two now, I love school so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, Amelia, I yeah. love you. Have fun at school. I drop her off. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Enjoy. Every parent knows what I'm talking right. about. It's the, happiest, the happiest moments when the parents drive away in the morning after dropping the kids off at school. It's like, turn oh, up your music. You're like, ah, oh, peace and quiet. Let me listen yeah. to a podcast. So wanted to wanted to just acknowledge all the teachers getting ready, uh, heading into school, taking care of the kids. Thank That's you. And so. also, exactly. it's probably the most important profession in our country. So can we pay teachers more money, please? It would be nice. Just do that. Yeah. So with that said, uh, let's get into some sports. What, oh, you, oh, what are these? Oh, you got them jet socks. Yeah, those are you nice. Go. You can wear those. Those are nice. Look at that. Yes. Keep blessing you with gifts. But <laughs> he said, regifted. <laughs> I'm sure you have like a whole box of these at home. I don't care. I love it. I figured. You I figured. Since you want to re-gift, I figured. Since you is that the old Jets logo though? That is. Did you get those Jets. on clearance. That's, That's the old classic. Jets logo. I figured since you are a grown ass man huh? and like to wear, like my Yankee uh, socks that I got on today. Yeah, there you go. So there's some Jet no, one size. Can I? No, have you, did you get Evan? Thank you some so Jet socks. I mean, Evan's Evan's the most diehard Jets fan we've ever met. I think I've seen Evan. We've been in this business ten. I mean, this show ten months. I think it's been. I've seen Evan. Physically. Six times physically. Mm. Maybe he, six. I mean, you could send it to his house. So I got to admit. I'm not doing that. I'm not sure these are going to fit me. <laughs> no, they'll be fine. You sure? Yeah, they That's stretch, fine. man. What, what are those, mediums? No, they got small feet, Alan. You're a big guy with small feet. It was crew cut, like, low. Anyways. Guy You're good. Those you know, the guys who are like six, seven, like, what size she wear? I'm like, oh, nine. What? <laughs> no. What's that shooting? Yeah. 14. You got little bitty feet. Who's got little bitty feet? <laughs> no, Are you getting good? sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought. Go talk to a man about his feet. That's, that's a whole other story. <laughs> no, I just thought since you had your Yankee socks on it. I mean, that Met, was it Mets socks? Not Mets. Why No, Knicks. Because of the colors. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Knicks socks. Yeah. That I'll get you the jet ones. There that is go. fantastic. Nice thank you, Keyshawn. All right. Only I'll thing first nice thing you've done in your career. No, only thing he's ever going to get from me in his career. So enjoy it. Hey, I didn't even ask, too, so I'll, I'll take it. All right, so let's get into sports. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number, of course, to be part of the conversation. But last night, uh, we had the Bucks and the Nets play again. Um, in their, They had sort of this mini-series in Milwaukee, and uh, Brooklyn lost again. The Bucks win 124-118. That's three straight, by the way, losses for the Nets. But, you know, it goes back to that question, of course, guys. It does does – does it matter? You know, no. like how do we judge what we're seeing on the court from the Nets and especially a Bucks team that these should be two of the Goliaths going head to head at some point in the playoffs when we get there. We want the regular season games to mean something yeah. right, to the players. And I, I respect that because as a fan, like, look, I'm paying for the NBA league pass. I'm paying for tickets. I want to see people compete. But the reality is you're only competing for seating, right? All these guys are saving up. All that animosity, all that competition for when we get to the playoffs, for when it really matters. 
See, I think I think when you look at it, it's it's kind of twofold here. It's it does matter in the regular season, but when you're in this situation where the season was sped up based on the pandemic, and now you have this large amount of guys continuing to get injured, yep. it has now shifted to okay, well we can wait. So it feels as though the regular season really doesn't matter. But if everybody was a hundred percent healthy, like everybody, like right, if if the Warriors were a hundred percent healthy, the Lakers, Denver, the Nets, and whoever else out there that has some some bruises and some nicks, if they were a hundred percent healthy, we wouldn't even be having a conversation about, well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because we would be getting those games that you talked about, Jay, that these great matchups, we would be sitting there saying, let's go home and watch the the Bucks and the Nets play because, oh, we're going to see KD yeah, and Harden. Like and it's for seeding. I mean, it is for seeding. Yeah, but it's, it's also for seeding. Yeah. It's for seeding, but we're foreshadowing matchups and we're thinking about, okay, well, let's see how they match up and what adjustments they're going to have to make now. You guys, uh, you know, say that, but so did Giannis uh, Adenagumpo, who had, what did he have, 35 last night? 36. 36. Sorry to short him the one point. He had, after having 49 in the mm-hmm. other game, uh, he said it the first time. He said it on Sunday. He said it again last night that these games don't matter. Offensively, we took care of the ball. We got to we got clean looks. We tried to make it as hard as uh, possible for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm happy for that. But for the win, win or lose, doesn't does not mean nothing. Playoffs going to be all different, different case, you know. So I'm just happy that we're able to build good habits, and um, that's pretty much it. Personally, he's one thousand percent right. Two, you know, 2018-19, they had 60 wins, first place in the Eastern Conference. Doesn't matter when you have a quick out in the playoffs. The following year, 56 wins, first place in the Eastern Conference. Doesn't matter when you're out in the playoffs. So for Giannis, all this stuff is fine, but they didn't beat Brooklyn with that, with James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. So for Giannis, yeah, he had 49, he had 36. Great. They should beat Brooklyn. That's how he feels. That's how I would feel as a player. But can you beat Brooklyn when it matters? Yep. And, Alan, you and I have talked about this. Key, you and I have talked about this too. For whatever, That's why I don't think Giannis has a chance to win the MVP. And Giannis is playing. He should be in the MVP conversation. There's no doubt about Statistically. it. Statistically. Statistically, he's a – Beast, we never seen anything about And by the way, he kept shooting the rock last night. I love it. Because we talked about the complete skill set. Mm-hmm. He showed a lot of that last night. Yeah, you're going to give it to me? I'm going to take it. But it's almost like you're, you're tired of hearing about Giannis in the regular season. Giannis always does this in the regular season. He's always dominant. That one thing that looms over Giannis is, what are you going to do in the playoffs, Giannis, mm-hmm. when it really matters? That's the question, Key. Yeah, and I think it, it, it for him, like Jay said, the regular season doesn't matter for him because he's got to get out of the, the regular season. And the same things that he's taken out of the regular season, he has to bring into the postseason so he can advance his team, and he hasn't been able to do that. So naturally, it's like, I don't give a damn if we win 60 games or not. <laughs> exactly. Because if I don't live up to the expectations and the hype that's been put to me, then we're going to have the same conversation in the offseason about if it Giannis. And if it doesn't happen again this year, that's when you really start probably to Probably not going to happen. Yeah, it's probably not well, going to happen. Now, can I even the- add on to this? You imagine if he was named the MVP for the third year in a row, and then they got another quick out in the playoffs? Like, I, I almost don't want to be – don't name me MVP. Yeah, I don't – Don't right. name me MVP. Yeah, he, they've, they're that team now where it's time to get it done in the postseason. For the Nets, same thing. We don't know what they are. In fact, listen See? to Steve Nash. Steve Nash doesn't know what they are. We've got a gap to make up here. So we, we understand that's a team that's been running the same offense and 
playing together, same schemes on defense for years now, gone deep into the playoffs, and, and that's something that we don't have. So how can we make up that gap? And that's kind of our, our you know, our life in a nutshell heading home here is, you know, we, we're trying to get everyone back to full health and we're going to try to overcome a lack of common experiences. And, you know, it's, it, that is our challenge as much as anything. So while we do that, can we be more physical? Can we be more connected? Can we handle and control some of the controllables? Um, that can help us hang in some of these games and win some of these games while we're trying to put the pieces together. You know, I, I, I like what Steve Nash said right there, Jay. Mm-hmm. I really do, but I ain't no damn fool. I I know Preach. you know what you got. Preach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You not go fool me. Even though you say that they run in the same sets, they've been together for you. Yeah, that's cool. We get it. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen your cast of characters really but a, 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 a small sample size but both you and I know, Steve, that you know what you got. That's why you coaching the team. I mean, it's it's, it's not that difficult. Yeah, but we, he has a point. There's can, no question about it. We saw it for seven games. So. Yeah, but you come on, man. But you know what you got. Can I say something? How many teams in the NBA have two superstars on their team like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Two? Yeah. Have well, two superstars. Like, like, like Katie and Kyrie. Yeah, but you got the Clippers and Lakers, right? Okay. There's two there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a hurt Golden State. Superstars. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a hurt, a, hurt, a hurt Golden State. Yeah, but because uh, well, not, not this year. Not this year. Yeah, not Clay's this year. not there. Not not there. Denver, Jamal Murray's hurt. No, would, would you call Utah with Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell? No. That level, they no. that level, right? So there's not many of those. Very rare. No Russell excuses. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. Okay. And they're in the, what, 10th spot and, but in the East? Yeah, but they're, they're – yeah. Here's what I'm saying. I understand that we can't – we can't like purely evaluate Brooklyn until James Harden comes back. But you have enough. Yeah. <laughs> you have KD and Kyrie. I don't want to hear about excuses and yeah. finding continuity. You have KD and Kyrie. Like this is the kind of pressure that these guys expected when they came together in the first place. Now and the good, I think the good thing is, first of all, they have a week off before the playoffs start. That's a Huge. whole like mini mini camp, and on, on on top of that. The, the supporting cast got a lot of playing time, and they've allowed to develop into what they want to become. A conversation that we will continue throughout the show, of course. But right now, getting into the West Coast, is this year going to be another wasted season for King James? We're going to get into that next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Take it, make it. Coming up this morning with Greeny, Tampa Bay Buccaneer tight end Rob Gronkowski. Gronk this morning with Greeny at 11:30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance: superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, in La La Land, KJZ, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn in for Zubin. So the Lakers are at 37-28 and 28 on the season as we get closer to the end here, about two weeks to go uh, on the calendar. And 10 games out of first already. 10 games out of first. Keith. Yeah, we're not even thinking but, about but first. But still, though, it's amazing yeah. to think they're 10 games out of first. Yeah, but on top of it, they're only one that. game out of the 7-10 play-in. Oh, they're going to be in the play-in tournament. You really feel that's inevitable now? Well, again, yes. with, the, with, the, with the news about – LeBron James, now he's going to miss back-to-back games now against the Clippers, Blazers. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty now because that ankle just has not gotten right. Um, I just want to pull Keyshawn Johnson for a moment. Can I, can I give myself a pat on the back? Because just because Key called me stupid, he called me an idiot, called me a lot of different aggressive words, which means that he loves me. That's his way of saying he loves he me. He doesn't like hearing bad news, so when he hears bad news that he yeah, believes, reacts he reacts way. accordingly. Yes. But let's react to Y'all what, talking like I'm not even sitting here. Yeah, yes, no, we are. Just talking, yes, we are. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, here's Woj, by the way, uh, on SportsCenter from yesterday. We'll talk to Woj later on in the show. But, but here's Woj talking about LeBron James now sitting out because of the ankle issue right as the Lakers are trying to stay out of that 7-10 play-in. LeBron James re-aggravated that, that injury uh, in that loss to the Raptors and you know, sat out against Denver. And right now, he needs more rest for that ankle. And you know he talked of feeling sharp pains in it over the weekend playing. And this is an injury that I think LeBron James and the Lakers are starting to realize is going to be with him through the postseason. So they have a chance to get him some more rest here. I'm told to expect him to sit out that Thursday game against the Clippers and again Friday against the Blazers. And there's no certainty that he'll be back Sunday against Phoenix. And then you got New York next Tuesday in L.A. They're going to take this maybe day by day after we get through these back-to-back games. Feel free to sit out against the Knicks, LeBron. Now, a couple of days ago, he said he knew he wasn't going to be back to 100% when he tried to come back. He said it was impossible. I don't think I'll ever get back to 100% in my career. So, with that in mind, the Lakers are coming, obviously, won the championship in the bubble. They had an extremely short off season. Think about this, Keyshawn. When they won the championship. Full government name. In October. Does that make you uncomfortable? Because I feel it's formal. When they won the championship in October, that's normally when the NBA season starts. Correct. So, like, just put that into perspective. And where we are right now is when the playoffs usually begin. So that's, that's a very short time that they have to now ramp it back up and get ready to defend their title. Is it asking too much? No, I mean, I think you, you look at it throughout the course of the season, there were stops in there for rest. And they certainly, some players got that rest at times. It's still not the same as getting a full rest before you start up the regular season when you're supposed to. When I look at LeBron James's injury, and I'm not a doctor, nor do I claim to be, but I've had high ankle sprain before. And the sharp pain immediately when it happens, you grab it, it feels, and then eventually that pain starts to kind of go away slowly. Watching him walk off the court under his own power 
you typically don't see a high ankle sprain with a guy walking off on his own power. You, it's almost virtually impossible to do. I don't give a damn how your strength is and what you feel like because there's so much damage that is done to that ankle at that particular moment in time that you're probably going to get some help getting off the court. Watching him walk into the tunnel, I think he's going to be okay. And I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying, looking at that, I'm like, okay, so they, they're doing this from, from a cautionary standpoint where right. they're going to take their time to get him back, much like Jay has been saying, they're going to probably play in that 7-10 tournament, and that's fine. I think they've come to the realization that that is a real possibility, and because of that, whether we hold on to the 6th seed and move to the 5th, or we go drop down and win the seven ten, it doesn't matter to us. I think that's where they're at. Two things. One thing I agree with. The other thing, it hurts me to say. First thing. LeBron James took no time off. Remember after they won a championship, everybody started talking about maybe LeBron James should load manage mm-hmm. and really kind of ease into this next. He didn't do that. Right, He refused to. He refused to do that. Mm-hmm. Played almost every game throughout the season. I respect that about LeBron James. Puts him in a tough situation now. I still think if he's healthy, they'll be okay. The second thing that it pains me to say, because I've been on this show and I've stated it multiple times, I've argued with Jalen Rose about it, that I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. I've said it. I still stand by it. But hearing LeBron talk about this the other day, I quote, I knew I wasn't going to be back to 100. It's impossible. I don't think I will ever get back to 100% in my career. As a guy who played for the Bulls, who's watched Michael Jordan for a long time, I've never heard MJ say something like that. I'll never be back to 100%. MJ just wouldn't say anything. You figure out if I'm hurt or not. I don't care. I don't care if you think I'm hurt. It doesn't matter if I'm hurt. I show no me weakness. hurt is still better than you. Yeah. Me hurt is still me being on the court competing with you, beating your head in, and then afterwards, you know what? Yeah, I wasn't 100%, yeah. and I still won the damn championship. That's the kind of thing that just it, it kind of, as a, as a crazy competitor, Key, and I don't know how you feel about it. I understand he's telling me what's going on. But it's like, don't tell me that. I understand that. I don't know if I want to hear you say that. It just, um, as, as we talk about this greatness thing, does, does that rub you the wrong way, Alan? Is it just me? Here's what Please, I know. Is it just me? Well, in all the years covering LeBron, the one thing I know is the people around him will tell you, well, that's him just being candid. That's him opening up and revealing himself instead of saying nothing. Isn't that what you want? You want your athletes to, to let you in and let you know how they're really feeling, and that's what LeBron does. But in this case, you know, I can understand if you put it in that perspective of the greats, the greats normally wouldn't do that, but he's doing it. I just feel like but see, this is but, excuse building but because it, they, but just, not, they probably though. aren't going I see, I to win. I don't think it. it's excuse it's building. Not, it's not, though, Alan. It's back of emotions. But, uh, uh, it's not. He's opening up. He's giving you something that yeah. you probably doesn't te- technically typically get from anybody. On top of that, he's talking about his career. He's not going to be healthy probably the rest of his career. He's not He's not basing it solely on this ankle injury. He's basing it on just, I'm older. I've been playing for a long time. I got a lot of bumps and bruises. I ain't going to never be 100% again. That's just the facts of reality. When you get into that. playing sports early on, as you go and you put those miles on your body, you ain't going to never – 
You ain't gonna never be a hundred percent healthy again. Right. Yeah. No, whether it, it's a finger, whether it's a toe, you just not. But we yeah. all know that. That is that is that, is, but that that's part his is conversation that he's having. I understand. It's not he excuse is, building. I didn't say it's excuse no, building. No, I'm just out. saying. I'm, not saying that. I'm just saying it's not excuse building. Doesn't mean that he's not one of the top players that ever played. Doesn't mean you can't still have the conversation on whether or not it's uh, Magic Johnson or. Or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, who's the top? It doesn't mean you can't have that conversation. Oh, no, no. This has nothing to do with that conversation. It just has to do with specifically this season and what to now expect of the Lakers when coming in. We thought they could repeat as champions. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the armed forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. From one great to another, Brett Favre. Talking about Aaron Rodgers' situation, and you've got to hear what he said next. But first, Jay has this from Indeed. Need to hire people fast? Indeed can help you beat the clock with powerful hiring tools like Instant Match. Just sponsor a job, and Indeed will send you a list of resumes from Indeed's database on the spot. Boom, just like that. They also have 135 skills tests for things like computer proficiency or uh, customer service talent so you can find the right candidates faster. Did you know 10 hires are made every minute on Indeed? Just goes to show when you need people for work, Indeed works. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And yes, the Aaron Rodgers saga continues, and you expect it will. And that's, that was an interesting reference to Jordan Pippen and Jerry Krause, and we all learned about that in the last dance yeah, comparing they won to Brian. Six championships, though, that's, uh, that carries a lot more weight when you're Jerry Krause than you know Aaron Rodgers winning one. Yeah, Krause could right, Krause could say, "I built this," yes. right? Like that. And so, when and when did they try to get rid of Jerry Krause after the fifth championship? You know, it's like no, no, no. pretty much the whole time. Yeah. I know they, they were. I know they were. I know all. they were clowning him a lot and doing that sort of stuff. But were they really like? Trying to just get rid of it. Key, some of the stories I heard from Jerry, like playing for the Bulls second and Jerry were close. Like around second the second title, title was when it, started. when it started to happen. Yeah, remember also when they the, the Dream Team they used thing, to mess when they with knew him. So bad. <laughs> they were bringing in. Um, feel so bad for him, man. Who? Jerry Krause. The way they used to do him, though. <laughs> MJ was relentless with that, too. But see, but that's, to that's, me, that was, to me, when I looked at that, and I know. that was a pre- like. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, when I looked at that, that was fun nature to me. Yeah. The, what, the way that they were treating it, it was like, it, it wasn't, 
I didn't look at it as so mean spirited. Because you're built like a lion. You know, like a lot of people aren't built like lions, where they can take that kind of like, ribbing. Yeah, all the t- constantly, right? Yeah. Like after for some people, if they don't start fighting back, they just start becoming like a little bit demeaning and a little bit demure in their whole response. So, well, see, that's the thing with that, right? Because it could look like abuse, but it could be good nature. I thought ribbing. I thought that's what it was, but but I could they, be wrong. There, does that reach that point of it's too much? Now, again, with Brian Gutekunst and and Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's the story we don't know enough about. But it's certainly starting to become one versus the other. Like, it mm. seems like that's, that's really the heart of the issue with Aaron Rodgers. So Terry Bradshaw on a radio interview, uh, he actually went – he ripped Aaron Rodgers. He went against him and, and really called him out for being soft, which that was pretty aggressive. But – Use the word weak. Yeah. Well, He's yeah. weak. Yeah, like like the fact that he just, you know, almost saying shut up and play. Like, just play. Why do you care who they draft? It shouldn't matter to you. It doesn't matter. You show up and you just compete. It's your job. All that stuff. You know, he took that aggressive approach. Brett Favre, though, had um, a really interesting take on really what's going on on the inside and maybe even what Aaron Rodgers could be thinking. This is on the Bowling with Favre podcast. Take a listen uh, to what he said about Aaron Rodgers in that situation in Green Bay. Knowing Eric, and, and I think I know him fairly well, mm-hmm. uh, if, if he has a grudge, whether it be against the organization or a player or a, a, an arch rival or a family, friends, he ain't budging. I don't see him coming back and, and, and saying, if this is not resolved, however, whatever the issue is, if it's not resolved, um, or even if it's resolved, but he feels like they got one up on him, he ain't going to play. I don't know how you resolve it, though. Mm. Let's call this problem. Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, by the way. Uh, it, that's an interesting take. It's almost like even if – so it's almost suggested, let's say you fire Gutenkunst. Say, okay, well, if you're having a problem with him, let's he's out. We'll bring in a different GM. We'll bring in a different type of leadership. And, you know, we want to make you happy. What, what Farb is kind of suggesting is it's too late. doesn't matter because it'll look now, it'll look like now that, you know, he had a power play or he, he'll still look like the bad guy here. It's too late now. It, it, it would look like that. And it probably is too late um, because, you know, when, when you're in a situation and you continue to keep asking for certain things and you want a certain level of respect because you think you're giving the respect to the front office and they're not giving it back to you, you feel a certain way. Uh, Brett Favre also mentioned his family and other things, and, and it's well documented that Aaron Rodgers allegedly has some issues with his family, and he doesn't deal with his family. So when you start to dive deep into those sort of things, I can certainly see how Aaron Rodgers feels about the way that he's treated the Green Bay Packers. Now all of a sudden they want to extend an olive branch to make everything all good. It's like, you know what, man, never mind. I'm the same way. When I'm done with you, I'm done with you. It doesn't – when you become somewhat of a, a snake, a somewhat uh, untrustworthy, I can't – I almost use some words, but I can't mess with you. Mm. I can't even – I don't even, I, may not, I may never say why. I'll let you figure it out on your own, and I think Aaron Rodgers is the same way. You'll figure it out. You'll know why I feel the way I feel. I don't need to tell you. But say, don't, don't they have to fire them? Why wouldn't you then just make the decision? 
If fire Mark Murphy, if you fire Gutekunst and then you look at Aaron Rodgers and say, we removed the problem, this won't happen again. How do you know that Mark Murphy and Brian haven't been in lock and step this whole time? Well, then they're both the problem. Uh, but the, there's no ownership group here to remove those guys. But how do we – we don't know that they're not lock and step together. And I agree with Key on the player side. That's definitely how I would see it as a player side. I, devil's advocate, though, if I put on my owner's cap, Look, I disagree with a lot of things Terry Bradshaw has said, especially the weak part. Like, that, that made me yesterday. When I put that in the text thread, I was like, that pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I was angry about it. I would never call somebody weak. A guy like Aaron Rodgers is not weak. Stop. The one thing I do agree with Terry Bradshaw on is the ownership cap is like, okay, if you want to retire, retire. You're not playing for anybody else other than the Green yeah, I'm Bay not Packers. Releasing you, right? I am not releasing you. As a businessman – you are the faces my, face of my franchise. I understand we had some hiccups communication-wise. We have acknowledged that. We have said we are sorry for that. We have tried in multiple attempts at visiting you and talking things through. We can't meet middle ground. I'm not going to let you go somewhere else. We, we will do a rebuild. There, Aaron Rodgers has an ego. But, so do the executives of this franchise. Now you're being spiteful, and that's bad for business. What do you tell your fan base? We're going to take the best quarterback in the world, and we're not going to, he's not going to play. He doesn't want to play, and we're not going to trade him and get assets so we can get better. Instead, we're going to have this, this hard-headed stalemate, and the losers are you, the fans, who, by the way, not only pay tickets, but a lot of them are part owners. You, you know, whether it, they don't have a, a traditional owner, right? right? It's, it's and a, that's a huge part of the story. It's, a, diff- talking it's about. a different situation in Green Bay, but – for me, and I've seen it for a very long time in many leagues, and I'll go to it again. The player's going to win in the end. The player always wins in the end. They uh, always win in the end. And he can play, they can't. He can satisfy the fans, they can't. I don't care who you say. You can look at Carson Palmer. Eventually, Carson Palmer won. You can look at Trent Williams, the big left tackle that's yep. now the highest-paid guy in the San Francisco 49ers. He won with the Washington football team. But let's take a player at this it, level. I disagree this with This caliber this of a player. Always super, win. Superstar. Always win. James Harden, he won. He won because eventually, much like you say, spite. My job mm-hmm. in ass is on the line. Yep. I am not going to get fired trying to rebuild a team that just went to two straight NFC Championship games and a player so away from going to a Super Bowl. And I can get a team that's not willing doing to that. anything for him. I'm not doing that. I might You'll have get to fired. do that if he's not going to play. you got to think about your little kids I understand. and your wife. When your wife come home and says to you, or you come home and your wife says to you, Jay, what are you guys doing? But if, there, if, there's, if there's no ownership group to remove them, what, what happens if they, if they all say, you know what? But we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go with Jordan Love or we're gonna go to a rebuild. But I think it's it's not an ownership group. But but you, you say that the player always see I disagree. Player with that. Always wins. Football will always win. The no. NFL will always Absolutely. win. Absolutely. Fans might be angry about the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't there and they're paying. It's not gonna stop fans from going to games. But Jay, is it gonna stop fans from going to games, Key? No, but Jay, when I say the player always wins, if Aaron Rodgers, which he allegedly said. He doesn't want to play for them. At some point in time, they've got to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They cannot sit there and say, well, we're just going to sit on you. You retire if you want to. You know how many times people have said that? You just might as well retire and say, 
yes, I'm going to retire and I'll stay home and I'll be 350 pounds and I'll come in hmm. and then you'll figure it out. You're going to devalue the asset and completely ruin the franchise by being spiteful. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah, that that's the dangerous part, and of course, that's the business I, part I, of it. All right, that's straight talk part by straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's go to the Goodyear hotline right now and bring in Jeff Darlington, our ESPN NFL reporter. Jeff, good morning. What did you make of what Brett Favre said about Aaron Rodgers and holding a grudge? Yeah, I completely agree with Brett Favre on that. I mean, I don't know that there's a – and I, I, he is a, a feet-in-the-ground kind of human being. Um, you know, Brett brought up the situation with his family, which is certainly probably too personal for us to dive into, but I, it, it is a valid point. I mean, the, the things in his life that um, – you know, are most important to all people, he is willing to take a stance on them and say, this is how I feel and this is what I'm going to do. So I honestly do think the Packers should take those things into consideration. They should take Brett Favre's comments into consideration, uh, recognizing that once this thing, you know, to Keyshawn's point, like I, I think that you can continue to try to make these good faith efforts. Matt LaFleur flying out to LA, try to do whatever you can to show him the love. And clearly they're not showing him enough love at this point. You can keep doing those things to a point, but at some point, especially with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, this isn't Jimmy Garoppolo who's, who just got basically replaced and is still saying, you know, I'll be fine. I'm going to, I'm going to do all the right things and say all the right things. (laughs) This is Aaron Rodgers, one of the more stubborn people on the planet. So, so, I think at some point the Packers are going to have to look at that and recognize that we are beating ourselves uh, against the wall here if we think that we're going to get him back. Uh, and they're not there yet, but, but that, that time could come very soon. No, they're certainly not there yet. And, and, Jeff, if the Packers decide that they're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers, what is the likely destination that you could see him at next season? So this is tricky, too, because when you, when you do talk about compensation, like I, I, I think we have to remember, and I realize that space would be freed up uh, with the departure of Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers are in a tricky salary cap spot already. I mean, they're, they're barely going to be able to sign their, their rookie picks without making some space. Now, if they do this after June 1, they'll save um, a lot of money, which is the timeline that we expect to see that if this trade does happen, it won't commence until after June 1st. But like, you can't just say the one thing we have to remember is when we do these trade scenarios, we can't just say, Oh, like you could trade Aaron Rodgers for, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like a Russell Wilson without doing the bookkeeping Mm -hmm. and understanding that the Packers need to find a way to make this work. So um, in a vacuum, yeah. Like the Denver Broncos makes a lot of sense. Uh, I do think they'll, they'll have interest there, but not until we understand what the compensation will be can we really kind of dive down that rabbit hole. Jeff, Key and I got into this argument, well, conversation, as Key would like to phrase it, about, you know, he <laughs> said, look, you can't devalue the asset. You have to trade them, and players always win. I took the opposing side for one second and said, well, I think the NFL can win as well on this one. Uh, and, look, I'm not trading Aaron Rodgers anywhere. Like, I'll give you two examples. Barry Sanders, nope, retire. Megatron, nope, not going anywhere, retire. But what do you think? Would you, would you stand your ground if you were the Green Bay Packers? So, again, I think if you're the Packers, you do have to analyze every situation in a vacuum. And, I mean, you know, like, like I was listening to you guys before, and, and Key brings up a lot of good examples of guys that, that 
always won. Like, I look at Le'Veon Bell. Like, I don't think that really worked out for him. So I do think that, that um, you do have to treat different players in different spaces. And with Aaron Rodgers, like, you have to look at it. He's going to owe the team a lot of money if, if he just sits out and doesn't play. Like, a lot of money. I, I, I don't want to misstate the numbers, but 10-plus million a year for the next couple years. Um, but he does have the leverage of, for instance, the Jeopardy play. Like, I, you know, there's weird things like that. Like, hey, I'm good with retiring. I'll go do this. So I, I do think that they have to really consider um, whether or not – I mean, it's just poker. Like, if, are we going to call his bluff here? Are we going to make him sit? Is it worth it for us to do that? Mark Murphy is the president of the organization. They don't have an ownership group, but he essentially will serve as owner when it comes to uh, making the decision – of essentially the, the the public, the ownership group that is is the public. So uh, my point there is I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers is a unique animal. I don't know that you can stand firm with him, mm. but, uh, but, but I also don't think you just unload him for nothing. Well, I think it, 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 as Jay and you were talking about, can Aaron Rodgers' stomach sitting out? I believe he can. When you talk about other players, much like you said, much like you said, Jeff, about other players, all circumstances are different. Barry Sanders was tired of the Detroit Lions. He never asked for a trade, so he just retired. He said, "I'm I can't deal. I don't want to play football anymore." Megatron retired because he was beaten up. He was just beat up so bad he didn't want to play football. Everybody was trying to trade for him. He's like, "I don't want to play." When you look at Le'Veon Bell's situation, Le'Veon Bell had a contract dispute. On top of that. Le'Veon Bell wasn't the franchise face of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was Ben Roethlisberger and Coach Mike Tomlin. So those situations are way different. I'm talking about cornerstone players of organizations. And the reason I say they always win is because they do. Eventually, the team is going to say, okay, John Elway, you you don't want to play for the Baltimore Colts? Fine. We'll move you to Denver Broncos. Eli Manning, you don't want to play for the San Diego Chargers? Fine. We'll yeah. move you to the New York Jets, be, or the New York Giants, because the team wants to move on from players that don't want to be inside their locker room. And I think whoever it is, Jeff, that get uh, Aaron Rodgers, I believe they'll be headed to a Super Bowl real soon. You, you know, Key, that's a it's a it's a really interesting conversation. You know, it just popped in my head is actually Tom Brady. Um, look, if Tom Brady could have gotten out of New England a little bit sooner, I think he would have. But he had the contract, and, and I don't think that Tom, for instance, was as willing to, to, to go into this type of battle that it appears Aaron is willing to do. I, I, I don't know exactly why or how this, this became a public spat. I mean, I, obviously through Schefter's report. But, like, did Aaron want this to become this public? I don't know. And I can tell you, like, Tom, for instance, never wanted it to become public. He realized he was just going to have to ride out his contract and leave once he became a free agent. So Aaron, for instance, like, is he, would he be willing to do that? Cause I don't, I just, as much as we understand that Aaron's a stubborn guy, like he does only, I do think he is understanding of his legacy and his greatness. And I think that he knows that he wants more than one Super Bowl. So the idea of walking away is, is tough for me to believe too, but it, but it, it just, it's such an interesting dynamic. Like the, this, this standoff that's about to occur is the most interesting thing, honestly, off the field when it comes to sports. And and in this particular case, with someone who is as seemingly staunch in his in his ways, and an organization that has more history than any other in football, like when those two things come to a head, 
man, we're, we're going to see an interesting stare down here. Jeff Darlington joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline. Jeff, the, 40, the 49ers, both John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan, were public about the idea that when they heard about what was going on, they immediately made calls. They have contacts there, made calls. We're told right away, nope, nothing happening. Right. But, I, you know, as we go into the – as we continue through the offseason, like you said, this is the most compelling story in the league – you got to imagine there are teams that have to make decisions on what they're going to do this offseason, setting up their roster, but yet with the caveat of, but what if he becomes available? Would would Broncos right. be the top of that list? I mean, would they be the obvious team? They didn't draft a quarterback, a little bit of a surprise. Are they that team that you would say, watch them and what they do this offseason, especially once we get near June 1st? Yeah, it feels like it. Like, I feel like you can kind of look at the teams that it's interesting because like you want to look at the teams that maybe were interested in Russell Wilson. Um, but, you know, the Bears, for instance, alleviated their concerns by drafting Justin Fields. Um, the Dolphins at one point, you know, they, they felt like maybe they are that team. But now it does feel like, you know, outside of being able to score Aaron Rodgers for for maybe much less than than they would have anticipated, like it feels like they're going to roll with Tua and not sacrifice not mortgage the future by just giving everything up to get um somebody like a russell wilson or an Aaron Rodgers. so denver in that capacity makes the most sense to me i mean when you just look at the but the, the good news here is that you know this isn't going to happen until after june 1st or at least it's not going to be formalized or commenced until after june 1st so there is now through almost, nearly a month for um these teams have figured it out with no draft and no free agency to cause any kind of impatience or concern. So I'll be interested to see if any team in these next three to four weeks decides, you know what, what are we doing? We got to make a run. It's Aaron Rodgers. That to me will be the interesting component here. Yeah. Now I know you've heard Jimmy Garoppolo on our show. He talked about his journey and you referenced yeah. him earlier, how it's for him kind of coming full circle. He was once that quarterback coming in with a Tom Brady. Now he's got to be that guy right. for, for Trey Lance. Um, I mean, he's got to be handling this the right way, right? I mean, you imagine he's still got to be their QB1 Dude, for this season. He, he's – like, I honestly think that he'd be out in San Francisco if he was not Jimmy Nice Guy. Like, if he just wasn't this perfect professional. And it's true. Like, I mean, even like, – like, don't forget. I, they went – the 49ers went after Tom Brady last year. Like, don't let anybody convince you that otherwise of that. And, and Jimmy still, you know, walked back in that building mm -hmm. and said, yeah, I know you tried to replace me. And uh, and here we go. Let's go. Let's go do this again. Like, if he was, I mean, I don't know that I would have been that cool. Like, I, I feel like I probably would have gotten cut by Kyle. You <laughs> so yeah. I just think that he's handled it the right way. The awkward part here, by the way, though, is what happens if he wins? Like, what happens if he plays the best year of his career? Yep. And it hey, makes this even more awkward for this team. Jeff's a good problem to have, right? Jeff, anybody ever tell you kind of like uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G's cousin? Oh, right now? We, you got oh. the you got the uh, clock the shadow thing going anybody's on. Ever said about me? Killing the <laughs> game, yeah, Jeff. More Killing the game, brother. <laughs> Jeff, great stuff, man. Thanks as always. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, guys. All right, draft Appreciate is it. over. So, which coaches have put themselves on the line to deliver in 2021? We'll discuss next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.